Hey everybody, I'm Matt Hill. I am uh, in the Trace Management Podcast Studio. Trace Management is an oil and gas engineering and consulting firm, so thank you for them being the beneficiaries, or I'm the beneficiary, I guess I should say. Anyway, I uh, I host this podcast uh, for Oilfield Tailgate. Oilfield Tailgate's coming up, so if you're uh, watching and want to plug that, make sure that you go to oilfieldtailgate.com. We're raising money for sponsorships. You get six parties out of the deal. And you get to splash your logo all over the website and all over these uh, podcasts that are in the credits. I want you, if you're a sponsor, I want you to come in here and, and uh, give you know your story about who you are and what you do, why you do it. And I mean, really, advertising dollars, best bang for your buck. I'm sure a lot of people know me just because of Oilfield Tailgate and all the years I've been working on it. Since 2010, we've been doing that. So this was just a... Um, something that came out of that, that I wanted to give back more to the sponsors and say, Hey, thank you for pitching into the, you know, the party where you invite all of your customers and six home games or seven this year, you gather with them network and foods provided the spaces provided the fun, the, uh, the adventure, the drinks, the live music, local bands. I mean, it's, it's so much fun. It's so neat that all that has come out. I mean, I I'm in here really because of that. Yep, five, the five best things about football, right? Yep, tailgating, drinking, talking, and having a good time, and then watching the game. I don't even drink anymore at the tailgate parties. So go around the room and uh, tell everybody who you are and um, you know what you're doing. Uh, and of course, I want you to tell everybody who you are and then how you got in oil and gas. Go ahead, Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie Truglin. Uh I started Truglin Tank Gauge back in uh, 2007. Been in the oil and gas for about 16 years now, and recently got into uh, lightning prevention with uh, Doug Marcel. So now now I'm doing tank gauges and lightning prevention. That's good. And then luckily for you and I, our customers are the same on that side of things. And so I was immediately like, let's talk. Exactly. Yeah. Like you've got what? Lightning protection. Lightning prevention. Prevention. Yes. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, the biggest thing on lightning prevention, you know, obviously the world is still going to continue to go, and there's still going to be clouds. There's going to be lightning, but the beauty of the lightning prevention that we're referring to is within the protected asset itself. This device can actually protect the oil and gas, the precious resources that are in our nation, right, that that need this kind of benefit to not only protect the people that are servicing this country and making the cars go down the road, um, but it's also protecting the assets, too, as well, and preventing the lightning strike within that 100-meter uh, radius of the, what this device has the capability of doing. So being is really kind of a cool concept in the fact that we're bringing this now into the United States when, unfortunately, we're kind of behind some of these third world countries that have had this device for like the last seven years has been in the Colombian oil and gas field um, and then just now making its way into the U.S. And so we're super excited about the kind of buzz that it's generating, so to speak, in regards to uh, um, being able to uh, prevent it. Well, this selfless individual doesn't even worry about his name on here at all. He's ready to roll up his sleeves and get into the meat of this. But now you're not getting out of this. What's your name? Man, Doug Marcel. I'm so I'm with Lightning Dome Protectors. Lightning Dome Protectors. You are just now starting to hear about Lightning Dome Protectors, everybody. But the these are going to be 
um, wanted quickly. That's right. Yep. So we're on LinkedIn and then our webpage, uh, www.lightningdp.com. Um, you can go in there. It's got a little short video, animated video on kind of how the technology, there aren't a whole lot of people that understand, um, the kind of dynamics that go into lightning and, and what causes <clears throat> it. And so, um, you know, that education factor is really super important in going in and trying to, um, help people visualize really what, what causes those streamers and, and, and why do they come from the cloud to the ground or why do they not come even to the ground and they just go from cloud to cloud. And so, you know, that education factor is, is super important for us and something that's so new and uh, revolutionizing into the business. Most of what I've thought about lightning my whole life is I'm Christian and I do believe in God. I'm fearful of God. Definitely. And I wake up every day and, and while, while walking around, I'm, I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> And I don't get struck by lightning. And that is proof that God has a sense of humor and I am hilarious. And I can tell my wife that I was right on both circumstances. Well, it's a good thing that you're humble about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, if I'm looking like this, so I won't be humble when I have one of these next to me because I won't worry so much. I can do what I want. See, that's, that's, right. that's what you're giving me a tool right now to set me upon the earth. That's it. That's it. That's it. What have you been doing? How, how did how did you get here? Where'd you come from? So, um, you know, I grew up in uh, Spokane, Washington. Um, was in the Marine Corps for almost ten years. Thank you for your service, yeah. buddy. Tra- Love it. Traveled all over, and then uh, lived up in St. Louis for another ten. And and finally, a uh, beautiful woman convinced me I needed to live in Midland, Texas, and in the the glorious surroundings that it was in. You know, she told me there's a lot of trees, and it was real mountainous and everything. And I mean, and for so, that area of that specific spot, sure, there are yeah. a lot of trees in Midland because once you get out of Midland there might not be as many trees people don't plant them out in the desert that's right so the, the only the only thing that came true is that she's a beautiful amazing woman and yeah. uh, has been by my side the whole time I, I do love Midland I, I mean I get a kick out of it every time I get I guess it's yeah. just the people and the energy down there something and maybe it's the beautiful you know people there's a lot of pride in 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 what we do and and the capabilities of what we bring to the stability and also um, the economic process within the United States as a whole and even in the world for that matter. You know, it, it, it's a real important uh, asset all the way through and through. I'm reading a, a book right now, and I really hope everybody takes the time to go and buy it somehow, buy it on Amazon, buy the audio version of it, and arguably. Uh, it might be besides, you know, besides the Bible, it might be my second favorite book. I mean, I'm, uh, wow. he's a game changer. Alex Epstein, fossil future, just peels back layer and layer in the, you know, onion of energy and why we're all here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to like, really like go out on all the threads he can go out and just like everything goes back to energy and the only form of energy we can really harvest really well is fossil fuels. So anytime somebody goes against fossil fuels, it's like putting a gun to your head and saying, uh, strip naked, walk into the woods and live off of the trees again, <laughs> go be monkeys again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, I mean, that's what they will try to do in, in Washington for us. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, all the, the everyday things that most people don't realize, whether it be plastics or, or a football or a basketball medicine, and medicine yes. it, you know, there's so many so different fun. things that it's fully encompassed in and ingrained in, into our society and everyday use that most people don't pay attention to it and, and realize the impact of, <clears throat> you know, economically and, and, and what, what it does for us. I, before I before I 
utilize anything as far as a, a platform, you know, to promote education and energy literacy. I was just going to Twitter and mad at liberals and just like liberal tears were my gold coins. Every time I got a hate mail was like a gold coin, you know, and of course at some point, um, I, you know, my wife was like, you're really like off the rails with your hatred of liberals. And I'm like, they don't get it. They don't understand. They're trying to shut down their industry. It's vital. She's like, and so that's winning hearts and minds. Yeah. You know, it seems like you're going to like your antithesis of doing what you should be doing, which is education at all costs. That's right. And then Chase Management's like, hey, I'll give you a podcast studio. You know, let's be positive for the industry. Let's let's give everybody a chance to come in and enjoy what we do. Yeah. And, and truly educate people. Right. Yeah. Be, and, you know, when you're, you're thinking about a plastic bag that you're taking out of the grocery store, that you're not ripping a paper bag, you know, or things of that nature. And, and, and recycling obviously has a big part of that, too. Right. We all have our um, one or two things that we can do a day to help the world, you know, and the oil and gas industry is one of them. You know, it, we do it. it. It's a, it, our energy, especially going from burning um, animal dung in a hut, you know, or burning coal. I mean, coal was filthy, but the people for that had witnessed burning the dung to that coal, they would have killed to keep their coal after they used to live in a hut. And now they're in this nice place in New York City, and it's all dirty, and the air's dirty in the house and outside. Yep. But the amount of energy per molecule and all that, they're like, oh, my gosh, we, we now have all these modern marvels. There's no way you're taking wire coal. Because there was people like, hey, maybe we need to go back. This is all dirty. They wouldn't have allowed it. And now the rhetoric is, well, we need to go back, and people are buying in. Yep. So it's changed because we've ne we haven't known hard times. That's right. Well, I mean, it used to be, you, you think back in the day, you know, all the way back to Standard Oil and the Rockefellers and all of that, and that they would harvest the petrochemicals just for kerosene, and then they would throw the gasoline out because it was a horrible byproduct, yeah. right? Diesel, and, was a, diesel was a byproduct. It, no, exactly. Somehow it's more expensive now than gasoline to run our vehicles. That's always like a yeah. weird deal to me, but... Yeah. Also, we've let the government tell us to add water to our diesel to make them better. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, there's this new solution we call DEF. Like, definitely hurting efficiencies, but whatever. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we're, we're about to have a shortage of DEF, and uh, you're not going to have your yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Strange how we can shut down trucking immediately by turning off the DEF. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have really done it to ourselves by bad energy policy and bad economics running rampant through government. It's like, no, 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 we're not going to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So don't listen to it. If if you have a diesel truck and can go out and take the def off, which you can do, I don't you know, necessarily know that it's not illegal, but delete the def. That's that's my new hashtag. Delete the deaf, everybody. Well, it's all about being independent, right? And, and, and not be that. Yeah, yeah ab I can do that. absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and and not being dependent upon somebody else uh, dictating what you can and can't do in your everyday life. If I can think about it, I mean, we we have you know, I've, I'm I'm very dumb, and but I have one thing I do is network and surround myself with really smart people. And engineers are nerds and they like me because i can have a good time and i show them how so we exchange things right like well you're smart you can do math and i can show you how to talk to a girl you know whatever <laughs> yeah, <there> you go. <laughs> <laughs> but i love them to pieces so inevitably i'm like um, can i delete my def like yeah here's how that's right 
And also, I'm going to help the environment by deleting the def because I don't put water in my diesel and make it. So, and we were talking about this last night. Even if I only get maybe a couple miles more per gallon of diesel, okay, that's one one thing. But then I don't have to stop all the time, Mm -hmm. you know. And then I get maybe, um, oh, how many bottles of plastic jugs per year that I'm not pulling over to refill. Exactly. That's right. As and much then, as you drive, probably one a week. Oh yeah. I'm filling up that I'm one a week. Yeah. So maybe, that, maybe and two. which that pla- that plastic that surrounds the, the death. Petrochemical plastic. And then how many petrochemicals had to go into making that death? Like just, just the sheer volume of the people who went to that factory and then all the chemicals in it that come from somehow from more. I mean, like, That's right. just the threads go boom. That's right. You're not saving the environment by adding water to our diesel. Fuel. What is it, like seven pounds a gallon, right? Yeah. You got to transport that stuff all throughout the, the United States. On Union. diesel trucks. That, that's right. <laughs> so you have a box truck full of deaf boxes made out of, you know, not recycled trees probably, you know. So the cardboard, the the plastics, like the whole thing is like – it's a sham, and you bought it, and you let those people, you voted for them, mm-hmm. and didn't fire them when they said, you're going to have deaf in your trucks now. Awesome. But somebody is up there, like, counting their coins going, we got them to put diesel in their water, and they got water in their diesel because of us. Like we, And they're, they're paying for it. They're the best marketing <laughs> wizards. Like, why are oil and gas people not as adept at energy literacy as they are at energy uh, illiteracy and fallacies of denying facts and data. That's right. That's right. You know, making up your own narrative in, in, in this quote unquote fact checking, checking world, you know, that it, we don't, it, fact it, check, it, do we? no, no, not, not at all. Yeah. It, it, everybody just shoots from the hip and, and, and has diarrhea of the mouth, you know, and, and gets to say whatever they want to say. And, and, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, we, we have freedom of speech in this country and we get to do that, but we also have a certain, kind of um, ethical boundary that we need to hold ourselves to in the reality of what our world is in the industry that we live in. I, I think our, I think, well, and then maybe that's why I love us so much. And I, I've, I've found my, you know, people, we can tell that we're the better people just because whenever there's a Democrat in office, we do so much better in our pocketbooks and we vote against our pocketbooks. We, but we vote for morals and ethics we vote for, I mean, obviously they've given us this two-party system that we should all ignore as well. There's no two parties. There's one up there, and they're all about theatrical, um, you know, cover-ups, I guess. It's, right? a sh- it's a shell game. It's a shell game. Yeah, with no ball in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's good It's good for TV for us to, the, you know, keep the sheeple in line somehow and give us, like, drama for each other to talk about. That's it. And luckily for us, oil and gas, it keep us so busy that uh, we're going to provide energy to the planet, like... Maybe that's why we've been so bad at, you know, all this uh, politics stuff. All of a sudden we've kept our heads down and just said, I don't know. I never watched TV. I just like, I woke up one day thinking that, you know, I was doing a great job delivering energy to the planet. Everybody's going to be happy with this. And all of a sudden people like don't like us. Like what? You're the boogeyman. Weird. Yeah. The fact that you're even talking about it right now, I'm sure that there's people cringing out there, you know, thinking that, you know, promoting the fact that we are an essential vital role in everyday life, right? And, and it, 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 it's the irony of the fact that people convince themselves that they're not associated with it. It, it, it blows my mind. It really does. 
until maybe their young child, like uh, in Alex Epstein's new book. I'm going to keep plugging him because eventually I'm going to get him in here because I just want to like fanboy out on Alex. Go, your book's so good. Just you know, tell, just read a chapter of it in here, whatever. But you know, that day that that emergency helicopter lands next to your Tesla, you know, and takes your child to the hospital in an emergency helicopter. Like, I don't really care how much diesel fuel you use. Burn it up, baby. Get my kids there. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, oh, I want to go on a cruise. Well, today I'll not worry about how I'm getting on a cruise to, you know, oh, all the fabrics that I wear and enjoy, yeah. you know, my uh, my North Frack or yeah. my, you know, Petragonia yeah. goes out there in the middle woods, keeps you warm. Well, as long as, you're using, as, long as you're drinking your drinks with a paper straw. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> this is a good story. We're uh, we're up in Colorado, a group of uh, Oklahoma and gas guys. It's, you know, salesmen and engineers, you know, we go up there. And uh, we have our little, you know, ski trips. And I think I was in, oh, Copper Mountain, Keystone, Breckenridge. I think we we're, I think we we're at Breckenridge. And and these these kids have been trained by all this rhetoric, and they have it down pat. And they don't know why, but somehow a plastic straw, you know, is the worst thing on earth to them. Yeah. And I, and I walk up to the bar, and I'm getting the food and the drinks for a bed or table. And I'm like, hey, ma'am, can I get some straws? And she went off and she got me, you know, I mean, like her, her beautiful dreadlocks and her, you know, choker and all the things. Nose piercings. Nose piercings. Eyebrow piercings. Beautiful girl with all the fixings of a tribal elder at that point. And I, and I, and I'm just taking it, you know, because I was like, I'm not going to start trouble. I'm just going to be quiet and like take this straw thing and let her do her spiel and then take my drinks and walk away. And and I in my head I'm like I don't know how a plastic straw even gets from Breckenridge, Colorado to the ocean to kill a turtle. <laughs> I'm like I'm just doing the math. I'm like that would be a feat if the straw I use today gets out of that trash can I throw it in and somehow stabs a turtle. But cool, sure. I I will believe you. I'm the worst person on earth for this straw. And then I look next to me and there's a bunch of straws they're made out of paper they're right there next to her and i'm like she just whipped my tuchus all she would have had to say is like yes here's some straws and giving me paper straws i wouldn't even care i was like okay papers i I wouldn't you could have said straw or paper straw or just said nothing he said here i would have drank my drink exactly i will never forget that tear down the shame the shame of wanting to a straw you triggered her (laughs) It was triggering. And I was like, did she just look at me and assume that I wanted a plastic straw? What if those paper straws were my favorite? She was racist. A little bit. Just saying. Like, she saw some logo on my chest that reminded her of everything that she did not like. Exactly. Yeah. But I still went over there and had a club special. There you go. <laughs> Through a paper or, or straw. Or three. Actually, it took, and that's the other thing. I think it took me four paper straws to finish it. Oh, good. Yep. The amount of energy used because those things like melt immediately. They start like crumbling and then they get that whole delicious flavor of a cardboard straw. That's it. Yeah. yeah sucking on a paper. And, you know, if, if they would have dug a little deeper, like you can make plastic out of plants. I mean, it is True. possible. They can go by. They That restaurant could have bought in better straws. Well, well I mean, <laughs> trees certainly don't suck up any CO2, right? Yeah. No, they don't, right? I mean, yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna to turn paper that you make out of wood 
um, that you cut down a tree with that absorbs the CO2. With, a, with a diesel engine machine and, <laughs> and a person that lives in a house and uses, I mean, like you see, I mean, you just, that coin just keeps flipping and flipping and flipping. Yeah, I'm, and a, flipping. Dog, I'm a dog chasing my tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, and again, thank you for your service. Everything in the military runs on diesel. No one ever worried about that back then. Like when you were young, none of this came into your head. You're like, I'm here to do one thing. I'm here to kill bad guys against the United States of America. That's it. Or will, willing to, you, you know, man. We, well, the we, Marines, I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. You guys like eat it up yeah, as far uh, as like, I am, I am the grunt of the military might. That's right. Every, every one of us aren't afraid to uh, catch a bullet for the freedoms that, that are provided to us in this country. You know, yep. there, there's a certain kind of uh, feeling that every, every soldier or military person in, in this world, um, you know, has a love for their country that they're willing to go so far as to up and give their life for it. You know, the, the liberties that most people take for granted, you know, in, in that evil look that you got for that straw, she, she's afforded that, unfortunately. But that's also part of it too, right? And, and so that's her choice and that's the way that she wants to I still love and pray for her. Absolutely. And, and, and it's that kind of mentality that, that inspires me to, to even want to join the Marine Corps or or any other, I, I think fundamentally behind any other service member that's out there that um, not just so much for the country, but what it represents and what the ideals of the founding fathers that brought to us, you know, that there's not a lot of people that in this world that you, you get stuck in your little bubble and you don't realize that there's so many people out there that will never, ever get an opportunity to do what you're doing, even if you're giving me the evil eye because I asked for a straw. Yeah. I, uh, and man, I just, every... So many of my family members uh, got to go in the military and serve the country. My son, you know, 26 years old, and he's been in it since he was, you know, 18 in the Army. And he, he's been afforded so many neat learning opportunities and experiences. Uh, I begged. I wanted to be in the Navy. My, my whole goal was to get out of school, go in the Navy, travel the world. I had, like, a thyroid thing, and they were, they're like, you're not in. I was like, but every family member, like, my grandfather, the only person in the world I wanted to ever impress my grandfather was like a, a Navy guy in World War II. He's like the ultimate man. I got to be an ultimate man, or he's just going to yeah. look at me in disappointment. Like, you better find something else to do. You're not getting in. That's my dad, it. you know, served. I'm like, oh. So I'm probably not the coolest person in my family at all. Well, you, you know, just because you're not, you know, you built that pedestal of, of what that is, right? Absolutely. And that ideal. But to a certain extent, you're, you're a public servant doing what you're doing right now and spreading that literacy of the fact that we're not out here to kill the planet. We're, we're, we're out here to survive and evolve and, and make things better. Ultimately, that, that is everybody's goal to a certain extent that's in this room. And so, so when we're thinking about yeah, that, you're, you're in safety now. That, that's of it. All in that how in that funny how that path like goes. Like all of a sudden you've found this amazing technology that something you love, energy, you can now go out and protect with technology. That's right. That's right. And, and not only just protect the energy, but save lives too, right? So, oh, yeah. Oh. So, I mean, in, in the Marine Corps, we're, we're all about you, you never leave a, a brother behind, a fellow Marine or, or a soldier or anything. And, and so, you know, just, just the fact that this device can save one, potentially one life. It's hard to prove something that doesn't ever happen. But I'm telling you right now that this thing is going to change the way that people look at lightning in general. And, and you see the catastrophic events that happen. Just the White House, yeah. 
yesterday took a hit and a bunch of people got um, hurt there in the lawn in the White House. You know, of uh, the, one of the most protected places in the world and they're still taking lightning strikes that this device can now prevent, you know. And so, um, you know, it wasn't too long ago here where um, some soldiers that were uh, in Georgia that were doing a training exercise that um, you put this on a tripod and you put it up and all it is is it's hooked to earth ground it's it's completely inert it requires no fossil fuels with the exception of the plastic you know and and it doesn't require any power and you can stop lightning within that protected area it's just it amazes me man it, it really is and it inspires me to want to go out there and spread and like almost be gospel I'm, I, I, wow. I, I want to be a reverend for this device and and go out there and you know that's why in our logo we got a little halo above it you know because of of, of bringing that enlightenment to people and educating them on the fact that it doesn't always need to be the way that it is man there are always ways to think outside of that box and and especially in, in the oil and gas industry sometimes we always get stuck in well, this is the way that it's always been. Done. You mean you mean we like the way it's always been? And every former fashion of my life, I love the way it's always been. That means I don't have to do anything extra. If you put like, oh, I'm about to make myself a whole lot of work. That's it. That's it. Sometimes you see it on their face too when you're coming in. You you realize that they're no longer going to have non-productive time because of the fact that we can prevent. Okay, lighting. here we go. We're gonna we gotta we gotta tell you guys about this thing. Okay. So I, I'm I've known Ronnie a long time, and then I'm at, and thank you, thank you, Stacy Jones for uh, she's with Minds Eye. She does all this marketing stuff, but she you know helps uh, run the Permian Basin Oil and Gas Show, mm-hmm. and then you know you start all the fingers. And eventually, I meet you, and Ronnie's telling me like he has a lightning preventer, and I was like, what? That's then I was like, no, we take lightning strikes and shoot it into our bad tank batteries and light them on fire. Like, that's what we do. I mean, because, you know. Well, was, well, that's a fun day. That's a fun day, right? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, in oil and gas, you know, we all joke, you know, there's always these mandates of like, well, here's how you got to do it, and we don't care about the cost, so I want you to go out everywhere around the country and set up lightning rods on top of your tanks to take those lightning hits. Like, okay. That doesn't <laughs> make a lot of sense. You mean, like, put a fuse next to a bomb? Okay, we'll do that for you. And sure enough, you know, you talk to your friends like, yeah, all my saltwater disposal facilities with lightning rods, that sticking a fuse up in the air was the best idea. That's it. Let's, <laughs> let's actually attract something that goes at 300,000 miles an hour and is in. Correct it within the next, uh, I don't know, 200 feet. You know, I'm going to hit the lightning rod instead of your product. It it doesn't work that I way. I wish, you know, <laughs> I wish their science worked on anything. So explain, um, hell, just tell everybody like how lightning works as a refresher. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, part of the re-education of lightning is, is the, what are the fundamentals of electricity? It's always going to go, whenever you have a positive charge, it's always going to seek the path of least resistance. And, and that's like with ground or with wires. If you put a resistor in there, it's going to go around that resistor into another wire, right? It's seeking that path of least resistance. And so when a storm starts to build up and the, and the, the fronts come into each other, they will create a massive,
massive positive charge that needs to go somewhere. It's just up there running a million miles an hour. There's a guy up there with a hamster wheel, you know, just spinning away, waiting to go and send that charge somewhere. And so the way that it does that when it goes from the cloud to the ground is it travels on negative ions that are in the air naturally occurring, right? And that is the path. That is the conductor for lightning in order to go from the cloud to the ground. And so with this device, the DDCE is what it is. Um, there's several different versions of it, all the way from 100 meter radius protection. So you're talking a, a football field in each direction. So this preventer, this lightning preventer, it's a circle of protection. It is. Within yep. a certain area, lightning will hit that and not... It won't even hit it. It won't even hit the protected area. This is not an attraction device. It is, and it's so you, not even. So you have all these metal balls sticking up all over a area, and the lightning is like, no way. It, it, it can't. Someplace else it can. So, so picture like if you're in a downtown area, you got the Empire State Building and a much shorter building right next to it. Right. There are times that that shorter building will take the lightning strike and not the Empire State Building. And the reason being is because the saturation of negative ions that are in the air is the path of least resistance, right? And when storms blow in, sometimes they go, those ions go lower, not higher. It, it, and it will saturate the area with negative ions. So, so you're, you're creating basically a, a grounding rod straight into the sky to say, hit me, hit me, hit me. But with this device, by pulling naturally occurring positive ions that happen in earth ground and storing it in a disc in the bottom of that dome, it acts as a magnet to all the negative ions that are floating around in the air. Opposites always attract when it comes to magnetism and electricity, right? So positive is always looking for negative and vice versa. And so by storing all those dense positive ions on the bottom of the disc right there, it attracts all the negative ions to the top of the dome like a magnet and does what's called the trickle charge back down to earth ground because that's all that it connects to is earth ground just like an old style franklin rod does except the franklin rod is meant to attract lightning and then attempt to shunt it to ground before it goes through the facility well, with, with a six percent uh, efficiency rating how is that really it, but that's something all that, else is going to get lit that, up that, out there that, that's all that there's ever been you know People are equipment you're burning cow dung you, you know, when yeah. you were referring to earlier about... Lightning you know, rods are the burning of cow dung versus uh, LNG with this. That's it. There you go. That's exactly right. And so, you know, by removing that conductor or that wire or the negative ions that are in the air, that is how you prevent the lightning from ever coming into that area. It's not like it bounces off or, or anything like that. It's just going to find another path. It's coming to ground somewhere. You can't stop that from happening. But you can within this protected area of this device. And, and so that's the thing that's so revolutionary about it is the fact that it's inert. It doesn't bring any other potential hazards other than the fact that it's going to protect our precious uh, resources that we're collecting and also the people that are out there servicing that stuff, too, as well. Um, you know, it, and not to mention the fact that not only is it the only prevention or protective device that's that's out there with this technology it comes with an it comes with an insurance policy that says that your assets aren't going to get it. That's how effective it is. They're willing to actually back it and say, you know what, we're going to throw this out there. We're going to get this into the market, and we're going to saturate the oil and gas industry, and not just the oil and ga gas Any, industry. Yeah, but, anybody, but, you talk to like you. Know, hey, if you never want to have to stop uh, golfing, you know, golf courses around the country can put these along it. the paths. You're telling me, Panama Canal now? Yeah. 
No lightning strikes on the Panama Canal in how many years? In five years. In five years. They just from when they set these up these. within uh, the distance to keep that circle of yep. protection around, and now no lightning strikes. So, so there's ships. 130 of them that they put all the way from the Pacific Ocean to the, well, it's the Gulf of Panama, but let's just say the, yeah. the Gulf of Mexico, right? And so that stretches the entire canal. They have 130 of these devices, and they haven't taken a strike in five years. Um, ground Zero were um, the guy that invented this at a Dean Tech in Spain. Um, Dean Teco is the manufacturer and the patent holder for the next 17 years um, of this device. There was a radio tower there that was getting hit five to seven times a year. And, and so this was his test subject. This was his baby. And he finally found the right iteration and the right um, I mean, geometry yeah. and everything to it. I mean, just look at it. It looks impressive in and of it's itself. It's engineered. It, yeah. it, absolutely. Every, everything we do in oil and gas is engineered to peak performance. And I'm sure there'll be another version of this come out some year. But right now, this prevents lightning. That's it. And so, so when he put this on top of a radio tower in 2003 that was taken on average of five to seven strikes a year, it hasn't taken a strike since. You know, so you, you start to think of statistic, statistically about the fact that, oh, you can't ever stop lightning. You're right. You can't. You can't stop lightning, but you can stop it in this protected area. If you can eventually, when he engineers us to redirect it at the people you want, like a drone strike. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying, like, maybe just like a buzz at your buddy. Yeah. You know, you know something like we're, that. We're going to have to come up with, like, a superhero name can for, I, like, Thor and his hammer. I mean, if he can get dome. this technology down really small, like, you know, we all wear baseball caps. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, we all wear baseball caps with those little bitty buttons. Yeah. If I could have a wire that goes down to my like golf cleats and I'm walking around the golf course, like that's it. My whole body's protected from yeah. lightning. Ta da! Yeah. Yeah. But but so you but know, I really like what you were talking about. I don't want to interrupt you, no, but I, so I'm on frack sites a lot now, delivering my fire suppression systems, and and that's you know. So you're like, oh my gosh, all my tank gauges. You know, I go around the country. And I'm bringing people data to their tanks. You know, all the stuff you do, you now have all these new technologies and and efficiencies and data. Like, you can bring big data about, you know, I mean, you and I are like hands. We just want to go want to install equipment, and this protects that equipment. And exactly. your stuff's not getting burned up. You know, like, by the way, it keeps my equipment from getting burned up on their tank batteries. But also, I'm in the same, I'm in front of the same customers, and now I'm not having to replace equipment and all this stuff. And we keep the ball moving. But frack sites, that's the funniest thing. You know, I, I we never think about it, but sure enough, if there's a storm moving in and there's a lightning strike within a certain amount of miles, until that activity stopped, that whole area, like, hey. It shut down. It shut down. And that's a lot of money stopping it shut and down. waiting. Yep. So there, there's a location where we took their non-productive time from 7.5%-ish down to less than 1%, you know, so a 0.1%. And, and, of course, you know, the workers, the, the the little guys that are out there pushing the buttons and running the motors, they're not so happy because they don't, they don't have their YouTube time. Maybe they may not be able to watch your podcast, so you might lose a couple viewers, and I apologize for that. That would be fine. You know, but it, it's one of those things I have three where, viewers, and they're in Pakistan. They come down to mountains once a month. Yeah. And them and their goats, uh, Ali and uh, Shiva and you know uh little uh cuckoo yeah you know they watch their tv shows and they're like oh the mat in the america so that's i have it. three viewers from pakistan from the mountains that's it <laughs> that's it yeah so so you're talking about efficiency right well well let's also no downtime for let's oil and talk, gas let's talk about a really bad thing here now, how many green, of these green, green energy Let's talk about green energy. Yeah, you can put these around solar panels. You, you can put these on solar panels. You can put them on. You can actually make a wind turbine completely lightning proof. That's uh, 
Wait, I thought they like to. No, and they like to replace those. Oh, those are the, my favorite videos that I watch on the side. Is like watching oh, yeah. wind turbines on yeah. fire. It, it, yeah, it's like uh, what's uh, what do they call those? Whirly gigs? Yeah, whirly gigs. Yeah, yeah. When he's the guy's out there and he's got a little flamethrower, it's like like Fourth of July all over again, you know. But um, the fact that these can increase the output of a wind turbine by thirteen percent by removing those ions, those negative ions that's created through kinetic friction, which is also an energy source, um, it deionizes the entire environment as well as the equipment itself. So motors run better, Wi-Fi signals travel farther. So with the wow. SCADA and the data transmissions and stuff like that, this this keeps that from happening. It, it, it opens up the space to allow those radio waves to go through it. And then there's one really kind of interesting ancillary benefit of this, and it doesn't so much pertain to the oil and gas industry, but it does to our national defense. And so when we're talking about strategic reserves Strate and Oil and gas. Oil and gas it, 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 it is ginormous it is the, facilities everywhere across the country, right. which talking, are natural resources. We're, we're talking about working men win 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 to harvest them, and now we're ready to burn them up. Yeah, because we have no protection. Like American this. independence. These things can stop EMPs. Oh my gosh! And solar flares too, as well. So not not only not only do they do they protect against the lightning, that buffer zone or that deionized zone helps prevent the EMP pulse from actually traveling through it. So so you start thinking about aircraft and you start thinking about our military and all of the electronics. Every military base should have these like every hat. What's the biggest radius again? 100 meters. Every 100 meters on every military base should be one of these in every direction. I agree 100%. And that, that's why I am the, the distributor in the United States for the entire federal government. But I'm a terrible I, person. I went to golf. <laughs> like, we should put them on golf courses. Yeah. Military would be better. Yeah. yeah you got to have your play time. But I, I believe in so schools. Much. Oh, my gosh. I want my kids' schools, schools to have hospitals. Hospitals. A little, a little league baseball field. Who, who, everybody's I don't scurrying like Oh, my ants. gosh. What if a kid Stadiums. gets hit by. You, you think about Texas Tech or OU or, or, or Texas, you know, any of the football major football stadiums all the things 100 percent. like i said this is going to change the landscape the way um people see it and they're going to be like at first they're going to not going to know what it is and then they're going to realize you know what i feel a little safer today also lighter you can float yeah when you walk it just actually if you float yeah george george jesson's coming through oh my gosh that's amazing so how many you put the so a frac site has uh, you put one in each corner and then one in the middle and the whole frac site is a lightning free zone uh, protected uh, yep. protected We're protected against a, a direct strike yeah. and, and then we also protect against indirect strikes too so nothing to date has ever taken an approach of an indirect strike so say like it hits a tree or it hits an, an aquifer that comes up under the ground oh. and into the grounding system of a building a lot of times you'll you'll smoke all the electronics you won't you won't have the catastrophic effects of a direct lightning strike but the indirect strike too is also just as important as protecting your. Kind of like when we were kids, and our grandparents and our parents. Our my parents may have been you know cuckoo. I thought, but my grandparents weren't. They're always like, "Hey, there's lightning. Get out of the shower." Or, hey, there's lightning. Get off the phone. That's the indirect. And we're like, "That's not going to happen." No, no it, it, it did. We're like, it oh, does. Yeah, who knew? Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. I thought they were crazy, but no, a lightning strike can get you through your shower or your that, phone. That's it. Why is my TV not working? I I need to watch Netflix. Where's Yellowstone? My, well, and the only reason. I ever found out was, and luckily I wasn't in the shower. Maybe it would have been a different day for me, but my microwave got hit. Yeah. You know, because microwaves in the kitchen, they're the least protected appliance in the house. Exactly. And I didn't know that. And I was like, that microphone cost me like $500 plus the install from Lowe's. <laughs> And I don't have it like, that's it. Hey, when you get up there and replace this thing, like I'm going to have a surge protector right there too. That's it. Well, surge protector is not going to do it. 
Yeah, well, it, 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 or I had a, it was a, he put something in there where my microwave is not going to get popped again. Yeah. I was mad. Yeah. Because I was like, how would I have known? Also, now I can't pop popcorn. The, uh, I learned to use a skillet right up there. I was like, go. I already knew, but you know. hey, Jiffy Pop, it comes in the little aluminum. It's already there. Yeah, yeah. You know, throw it away as soon as you. Uh, know. you I mean, I'm sure you got a natural gas range, and, and I do. You can, oh, and there uh, you go. Yeah. There's no other way to cook. Come on, people. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny, man. There's so many good stories. I know. I, I I wish I could just you know maybe just every time you're in town, you come in here, we keep doing this. No, sure. I know Ronnie will. He loves he loves talking. We'll do the afternoon next time. Well, oh, you want to get in some of this? Yeah, obviously, we're also sponsors for all the brown waters in the universe. There you go. Yeah, if you're a brown, if you're if you're a real good hand, and you come in here, you get to either pick in the morning. We drink coffee with whatever's in this mug. Sure, it's Colombian somehow. <laughs> it's got some coffee it's in got it. Something Colombian in here. That's right. And then uh, in the afternoons is a different varietal of you know bean right here. Yeah. And to think that your your Colombian coffee probably traveled through the Panama Canal. I actually to buy our domes. I actually mix these. Uh, yeah. Colombia yeah. meets Scotland all the no, time in here. Sure. Good. They love each other. Yeah. They're big fans of one another. Of course. Great. I love what y'all do, and I love the fact that uh, I I constantly get to see technologies being brought to help oil and gas operations, which you know again vital to the world and human flourishing so what you're doing is you know really you're heroic once again you're still a hero and i i appreciate that and and i don't take that too lighthearted but I, I i also um you know don't want to take all the credit because it's it's not me that's doing it it's just I found a way to be able to express that through my enthusiasm of our you, human you race, of our human race yeah. and, and, and wanting to empower the world to be a better place. You know, that's ultimately what it comes down to. And, and so I, I, it's not me. It's just that feeling that I have inside that, that I, I think that all of us could probably use a little bit more of from time to time yeah. and take away that cynicism and just realize that it's okay to laugh at ourselves and, and make jokes and, and that, that it, it, it's done in jest. It, it's not, uh, we take ourselves way too seriously sometimes. All the time. I don't. I stopped that. You know, when I was born, I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you're too good looking to take yourself too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that coming from a guy on radio. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Bryson Varner, you know, he uh, uh, came to Wolfwood Christian Fellowship. I mean, he always comes in. Bryson Varner such a hand. And, and uh, he got up and gave his you know testimony yesterday. It was just all about, encouragement you know just like my life is about encouraging others and here's why you know like i go you know bryson goes to uh little islands and finds like uh oh orphans and helps them like the guy is so nice and such a good encourager and he was just reminding us like you know we were put here for a very short amount of time you know that's it enjoy that time by encouraging others and helping others you'll quickly forget all of your you know woes oh, yeah. and the things you complain about when you find fun causes to support like this like i am now you know just i'm on a mission to put out fire suppression systems on every possible oil and gas site that's it i mean if i'm if i'm building an oil and gas pad you know immediately if i'm an operator from now on i'm getting five of these and I will have it there for drilling, completion, production, facilities, you know, workovers. Like everybody on that pad will be protected by lightning. Same thing for me. We have the same customers in mind. Like there's no place on earth that doesn't catch fire somehow, some way. So I have this cool fire truck in a box. 
I don't have to have a firefighter anymore right. or wheels. It can just be planted there. It's affordable and it can be spread out, you know, for however you want. You know, right now the frat companies are buying them or, you know, service companies. But I, you know, I see that vision of, well, I want everybody to be protected all the time. Yep. Last night, I mean, we got a call. We were sitting in the office and Cud called us. Cud yep. said, hey, there's a big facility burning up in uh, Canadian, Texas. And luckily, one of the firefighters that come in and we'll put them out, you know, as a, we we have fire. We have our units, but the firefighter can go with them and sit on location, too. So he was there. So four of us loaded up in our trucks, grabbed our suppression systems, went out to Canadian, Texas. They had a couple water transports already there for us, connected to those. Yep. And we got to, I mean, I was a firefighter last night. I got to put out a whole facility, you know, spraying it down and making sure that, uh, you know, and it didn't take us long. We, we, were, we were always like, don't wait. That's like the yeah. key to all this, right? Like, That's it. That Just thing, that build. thing will burn for a week, but if we get there now, we might be able to save. So, like, wouldn't it be better? All that equipment, just the you just see burned up, and all the hydrocarbons you had harvested. Yep, one of these would have saved that. Yeah. Yes. And you think of all the production time just to get it to that point: the drilling, the fracking, everything. The construction that goes of the in, facility that's uh, now burned uh, to the ground. There's so much, so many man hours that unfortunately. <sighs> Um, you know, are, are at a risky, volatile state. And, and that's the beauty in the symbiotic relationship between your guys' product with the fire suppression. This is going to be a package I see in the future. Like, hey, here's lightning protection. Here's fire protection. I mean, I don't know what else to do out there at that point. We, we've got it covered as much as we can. Now we have the, with the technology that we've been working on, with you've been working on, like we have a real you know, neat, you know. That's it possibility now to really protect our assets you know equipment investments and precious personnel and every time you you know i I guess i'm at that age i'm sentimental but every time i meet somebody in the industry i'm like you are so vital to this industry and the world flourishing because of fossil fuels but never forget that precious bubble of people that you protect at home so you're precious to them so i want them to go home safe yep and now i get to be part of that yeah it's neat it really is. And how universal yours is. So right now, you know, we know that the oil and gas is, is super in a kind of a volatile state, right? And and it's such a precious commodity that that's where you're focused on. But the fact that you can use it in an HOA, just like we can use something like this, we can protect entire neighborhoods or, you can, or, yeah, or, 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 or your buddy or, or whatever. All of you our, can put rural, this on house. our rural houses. You, you and I talked about that yeah. yesterday. Like, so many people are building a little bit further away from town. You know, they, they're getting, you know, these really great lots out in the middle of nowhere and these big houses. And man, this thing can be, this thing's on a flatbed and can be put, like you said, in an HOA, like that fire department, a, I don't know how far away they are from you. B, are they a volunteer fire department? Are they going to be, you know, on standby or, you know, Edmund has a great fire department, but a little bit further out, all that stuff becomes, you know, volunteers. And they may or may not either a have the training or the equipment. I mean, Medford, you know, we had that big fire up there at that gas plant. That's it. If if that gas plant's on fire, there Medford doesn't have the resources to put out a gas plant like that. No, but it was spread out all over the news every single day, and and that it's terrible optics on our industry for that stuff to go on. And then we have to like hope that anytime there's that fire, the Air Force has to be called in from yeah. from uh, Enid. And can you imagine those call like you know because military brass changes you know at you know facilities like that? Can you imagine like every decade that gas plant burns up again and again, and every decade like there's somebody going what? 
What do you mean? We send our fire departments to Medford? Yeah. From our Air Force base? Well, what if a plane catches fire? They need our they need our foam units, but that's how it's been, you know, since that gas plant's been like, wow. so the air force has to, you know, mobilize and get like all the, all the levels of people to authorize soldiers to run into a town to put out a big gas plant fire. It's well, gotta they, be a mess. It, it goes to show you how strategic our oil and gas is to the nation. Yep. Right. And we're putting soldiers on it. That, that's how important it is. Their medicines that we vaccinate them, like, hey, this soldier is about to travel. My son is about to travel to a country that gets malaria. Yeah, you know, so he needs to be vaccinated against malaria. But without oil and gas, my son is put in harm's way just by not having the medicine. I mean, I just, I never, I can't even stop it. Like all the fingers we can get out to, but we'll we'll talk about this a billion times over in here and. We at least come back. We got plenty of time, man. I'll be back. I look forward to coming up here and uh, spending some time out of Texas. And, and man, I really enjoyed the talk and appreciate you having us up here. Appreciate you, and Tra- too. Trace providing Appreciate us. him. You know, once again, he he always, he knows everybody. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I mean, a good looking guy. It's because he had beautiful hair. I don't have hair. So that's why I just hang out with him just to like pick up like maybe a wave of hair. I wish I could be everywhere, but the beauty of, of having the extensions and the branches out, you know, throughout the oil and gas industry as a nation as a whole and having key people like Ronnie out there to represent this product and then also as tank gauges too as well, you know, it's super, super important. And and, and I love being able to keep stuff local, right? There's there's no reason why we can't have somebody out there that's, a, that's becoming a lightning expert, you know, to a certain extent and uh, bringing that kind of stuff just like you guys have with the fire and uh, so the... Uh, but surely changing people's hearts and minds one time, one, one fire or one lightning bolt at a time. Protecting, protecting people. All right. So go around the room one more time. What's your name? Ron Troglin. Troglin to engage. Yep. Yep. Doug Marcial, lightning dome protectors and federal business solutions. Yep. And then Matt Hill, night fire specialist and, uh, night energy services and sb directional and uh mason specialty tools and so many more and trace management thanks again and please please go to oilfieldtailgate.com sign up to be a sponsor uh, sign up to attend sign up to get the newsletter check out the calendar the calendar has all the events of the midcon on there um and meetings so aade uh, iadc spe all the all the acronyms and uh anyway appreciate y'all take care god bless you next thanks. time we'll see bye you. bye God bless America.